Welcome to the Friendly Moms Club podcast with Jen and Carly. We're the new mom friends you didn't know you needed. We are creating a safe space to bring moms together, lighten the heaviness, and find joy in the everyday moments. Together, we will share our own experiences of being new moms while navigating the topics we wish more people talked about. Join us every Monday to hear us skip the small talk and dive right into the uncomfortable. Good morning. Happy Mom Day. Happy Mom Day. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> well, that was nice. That sounded we so good. We practiced that all morning. We are so happy to have you here today, listening, mm-hmm. watching, whatever you're doing. We're just happy that you're tuning in. We're stoked. Yeah. We are ready. We are. I just, I need a chopstick, <laughs> but it's a struggle to get in and out of our recording space. Mm-hmm. And we had to get up a few times and I didn't want to get up again for chopstick. So I just put a little breast milk on it. And you know what? <laughs> I'm ready now. I'm ready to record. That's a lot of information. But there's nothing as TMI. We were just talking about this. Like, nothing you could ever say to any one of us. We'd be like, oh, that was too much. Like, Mm -hmm. I'd probably be like, that's gross. Tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) Please tell me more. Send me photos. What else do you know about? Like, I just. Yeah. I I think. I'm all all for it. The first time. Well, not the first time. The last time. Well, it wasn't even the last time. There's been many times. You showed me a picture of Jordan's poop. That's her daughter. Yes. She showed me the phone and I just zoomed in. And then I said, (laughs) who's is this <laughs> like what if it was my husband's and she was just like "Ooh, what is this like zoom in i i i would i will zoom into the is this poop. like a poop fetish <laughs> well, do i need like to I... ask your husband <laughs> it's not like i get like excited i get okay. excited in a different way okay. like i feel intellectually honored. excited yes you nerd. scientifically <laughs> i'm a nerd too so that's all cool Part of life. Okay. Well, on a more normal topic, (laughs) mom wins of the day. We introduced this concept on our first episode. If you listen about having mom friends, but we just thought, why not start our episode off today? Actually talking about our own mom wins. So what was your mom win of the day? So the other day we tried recording with my little sweet Henry child Mm -hmm. here. Didn't go so well. So today in effort to have a little bit of space and privacy, Mm -hmm. I dropped Henry off with his grandparents and I wanted to be sad about it, but I wasn't. And they're going to take great care of him. Probably better care than I would, to be fair. I mean, they've already sent you photos. <laughs> yes, so I think they're taking photos, great care of him. Great care of him. Yes. And I did not feel guilty about it. Yay. There was like a little inside that was like telling me what mm-hmm. I should feel. And I was like, you know what? I'm allowed time away. It's good for him yeah. to be with new people. And well, just not think, new, like, but it's good for him to bond with his grandparents. Yeah, he loves them. Right? You want them to have a good relationship, yeah. spend time together. It's probably mm-hmm. different toys. Like, it's good yeah. for him to be in some a different atmosphere. Definitely. Yeah. What about you? Well, we are working on sleep this <laughs> Maybe, well, ever since she was born. Yeah. We've been working on sleep. <laughs> We've always had this. She's not, not the best sleeper, to say the least. She was not born as this, like, gifted angelic sleeper <laughs> like some babies are, which is okay, right? Every baby's different. But we've just been really trying to work on her sleep and how can we make it better. And so my mom went the other day is that twice overnight when she woke up, she woke up three times and two of the three times she just wanted to be snuggled. I didn't even have to give her a bottle, which is a big win for us. She wanted some love. She just wanted to be snuggled for like five minutes. I just got to snuggle, which is actually kind of nice when you wake up in the middle mm-hmm. of the night and it's just, you just snuggle in the little rocking chair and she snuggles right into me and then I get to put her back down after five minutes. So Very cute. But it was a big win. That was a big, big progress for us. So cool. I was stoked about that. Nailed it. Yep. That was good. That was like a reverse five. I know, but we're pretty good. That was good. Yeah. We got good chemistry. So we good hope, high five chemistry. We hope that you maybe even pause the episode and be like, what well, was my mom win? Or after the episode is done, like try Tell to us. think of it, right? 
Yeah, tell us. Send, tell a us, message, in the send us a message. Yeah. We do. We want to hear about these little mom wins. It does not have to be anything big, like we already said. It could be the smallest little thing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll celebrate no matter what. Yeah, got to celebrate all the little wins. It makes parenting that much more enjoyable when you can look back at the day and be like, this one little sliver, this one thirty seconds, made my day. Like this smile they gave me after waking up from a nap. That was oh, it. Those like, are the best smiles, right? It is. It mm-hmm. is the best, and it just makes you feel good. And you just got to celebrate those little things and cherish them because yeah, they make That's it all true. worthwhile. That's true. Yeah. Speaking of wins. (laughs) Speaking of making it worthwhile. Yeah. (laughs) Postpartum. How to survive the first month postpartum. It is A doozy. It's a doozy. It is. I don't even have words to describe how hard it is. It's like if you ever wanted to torture somebody. Oh, my little kitty's saying hello. He's like, hello, everybody. (laughs) If you ever wanted to torture somebody, just like force them to have a baby and then take care of it. Like that Just is the first month, though, because the first month is the hardest, without a doubt, the hardest part of all the parenting. And I know that there's a lot of hard parts and hard parts that are ahead of us that we haven't even gotten to yet. Mm-hmm. But I'd say a lot of moms are going to agree with us that that first month, that first four weeks is so incredibly hard. It's so foreign. Like, it's such a different experience. Yes. Like that. It's so your first child and that first postpartum, there's nothing like it. You can't compare it to anything else. Yeah, It's so foreign. There's nothing that you've experienced in life that will prepare you for that. Yes. I guess even if, say, for example, you were like a nanny or an au pair or something, mm-hmm. it's still different because it's your own child. Oh, the hormonal responses. Yeah. Like there's just so much more that goes on in your own body that, yeah, if it wasn't your child, you wouldn't have had those same reactions. And yeah. even just talking to someone you can't get a good sense like we'll we'll talk about things that actually we found helpful before the baby and then after the baby was here to help make it a bit easier but it's still not going to prepare you like it's good to do but until you're in it no one can actually tell you what it's going to be like because yeah. it is just hard it's hard so but we're look, here to try to give you some we tips. both survived yeah we survived we thrived well, uh, <laughs> that might be pushing it. <laughs> but we are here and we're going to go over some things that actually might help so, Let's do this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we actually broke it up a little bit. So we're going to start with before the baby's even born. What yeah. you could do to help that first month maybe go a little bit smoother. Mm-hmm. Kind of get yourself prepared. Give yourself an advantage. Yes. And some of these are things we did and others are things we wished we did. So mm-hmm. you're going to learn from our mistakes. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into this. But you're going to learn from our mistakes. And a lot. Then, <laughs> y- yeah. Which is, which is great because we're happy to share all of yeah. our shortcomings in a hopes that it'll help you. So. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. want to start us off? Sure. So one of the most important things that you can do, and it's actually pretty simple, but it'll make a big difference, is just writing a list. You can place it somewhere that's visible. On and when fridge. I talk about a list, I mean things that people can do. So when anyone's coming to visit, because in the first month, we know everyone, every aunt, uncle, cousin, like every friend is going to want to come over and see the baby. And it's exhausting for you to have all these people over. But it's if you have this list that's just nicely placed up on the fridge, maybe, or just anywhere that's visible, it doesn't matter, in your living room somewhere, it can just be taped up. But it actually has specific things that people can do to help make your life easier. Mm-hmm. What are those things? Well, cleaning dishes, emptying the dishwasher, whatever that looks like. You know how painful unloading a dishwasher is? I hate it, it takes literally two, two minutes, minutes. But, but it's that hard. thought that you need to unload your dishwasher takes up a lot more space in your head. Yeah. So if you're over and you're visiting a baby and you see the dishwasher, like just give it a little it. subtle check as yeah. you walk by one time and be like, I can unload this. Yeah. Even if you don't put everything away perfectly, 
no one's going to care. Like that first month doesn't matter. Things yeah. could be anywhere and that will be fine. Yeah. So definitely. that's one of the things you could do. Flip you the could, laundry. Yeah. Like, Put stuff in the dryer or washer, then washer to dryer. Yep. Fold laundry, even if you don't put it away, just folding it. Like everybody wants to come over and see the baby and hold the baby. Mm-hmm. Well, holding the baby sometimes is helpful, but yep. a lot of the times, like there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff you can do. Even just tidying a bit. Tidying, sweeping, vacuuming. Yeah, vacuuming is a big one because that's literally low in your totem pole. But when you have a cleaner house, it makes you feel less stressed. Definitely. And when you are up here with having a baby, having a little bit more of an organized and clean space will actually help take your stress levels down yeah. a little bit. And even like caring for pets or other children, yeah, getting them to do pickup before school or for school and daycare pickup, yeah. walking animals, walking dogs. Cause in the first yeah. couple of weeks you can't walk very far. <laughs> I remember my midwife told me I was allowed to walk like outside the house and back. And then the next day I was allowed to walk to the end of the complex and back. And it was mm-hmm. like a week or two before she actually encouraged for me to actually walk around the block. Mm. Oh, yeah. That was just the cat hitting the <laughs> camera. So, you know. We are not, we are free of the skin children today, but the fur children are They're cool. causing problems. They want attention, which is why if you go to someone's house and they just had a baby or you put it on your list, like, please pet my cats. Please yes. pet my dog. She misses attention. Yes. Like, my dog is so needy. So if you just came and like threw the ball for her in the yard, she would love you forever. And I would love you for doing that because it's one thing taken off our plate right like that those little things make a difference definitely and so like i don't know how your setup is going to be or if you even thought about it but it's good to have little stations around your house for like diapers yeah and diaper cream and wipes and things like that that little caddies you know yeah like if you are in their bedroom obviously you'll have diapers and wipes if you're going to be in the living room where you spend most of your time you want it there if you have a playroom you want some there Mm -hmm. so just being like filling those up if you notice there's one diaper left be like oh where are your diapers i'll just put some more in here for you Something like that. Like, it makes a big difference. Yeah. The stations helped. We did a diaper caddy in the living room. We did one. We did, like, one of those rolling utility carts. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. I put my pump stuff on top, baby stuff. And then we had a diaper caddy in the bedroom, in our bedroom. We had Mm -hmm. one in the nursery, even though we weren't, he wasn't sleeping in there yet, but in case we wanted it. And then, yeah, I think those three. And then we also, um, I made little postpartum baskets for every bathroom. So I knew that regardless of how I gave birth, I wasn't going to want to walk up and down the stairs. We live in a townhouse. Mm -hmm. So I got there's little plastic baskets from the dollar store. I filled them with some diapers for me, (laughs) some pads, fresh underwear. I got some of those, uh, the freedom mom disposable underwear. Mm. And I put those in there and then like a spray bottle for cleaning your perineum, the peri bottle, as people call it. Peri bottle. It's Um, very important. Tux pads, the little witch hazel pads. And I put one of those in every bathroom and then that way, if I had to go pee downstairs, I didn't have to be like, oh, my peri bottle's upstairs and run up and get it. Yep. There was no running, let yeah. me tell you. <laughs> it's still waddling after. Yeah. Oh, like, it man. used to waddle for a little bit. But just to have those things organized and do before babies here makes a big difference. Because as soon as you get home, you're not going to want to think about that. You're not mm-hmm. going to want to think about setting up this postpartum basket. So it might seem a little bit silly to like buy your diapers and get them organized beforehand, but it is not silly at all. It do is it. the smartest thing you could do. And like we both vouch for postpartum, like wearing adult diapers. They yeah. are so much more comfortable, easy to put on. They just slide on up because mm-hmm. the little like mesh underwear and pads they give you in the hospital, they totally work, but they're two separate things. And it's not like the pads really going to stick on there. Like it can just move. Yeah. And so the diapers just slip on and off. And so just, just get some. Yeah. I found with the big pads, I get such a wedgie with them that it felt like I was wearing a diaper. Yeah. Wearing the diapers, I just... Felt, I felt like they free. felt like underwear. I they actually free. are not. Yeah, they're good. They're discreet. 
<laughs> I think that's probably on the package. <laughs> we are not sponsored by any adult diaper company. We should be. I mean, yeah, we are big, big. Depends. You come find us. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, set up those baskets, those yep. little care baskets that you were going to need. And yeah, any of your bathroom, especially in a townhouse, but yeah. really any house that you're in, because there's going to be times where you're like, I can't walk the 10 extra feet to go to a different bathroom, and mm-hmm. I can only make it to this one. Yeah. And in your diaper bag, too, because I thought to put baby stuff in the diaper bag, mm-hmm. but I didn't actually think about putting a couple extra pads for me. Yep. And then there was a time when we were out, and I was like, oh, shoot, I'm going to have to change a pad. And like this was weeks later, but I was still bleeding. Yeah. So that's another place you can stock up a little. Yeah. Um, I even in the back of my car, I have just a little box probably an Amazon box. <laughs> and I put in like a towel in case my water broke when I was out and about. Mm. And I put in some pads for me and some diapers and a spare change of clothes for baby. Mm. That way, if I finally get out of the house the first time with baby for an appointment and then there's a blowout, I was going to be okay. A blowout from either of you. Yes. You were good. There's a variety <laughs> of blowouts. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Another thing I did to help prepare for myself was I actually went through my wardrobe Mm. as much as I wanted to believe that I was going to walk out of the hospital perfect and glowing in a size two I wasn't a size two before so (laughs) (laughs) that wasn't going to happen but I made sure I had clothes that would fit me that would be comfortable for lounging around in Mm -hmm. I actually got from my dad I asked him for some old uh, long sleeve button-up shirts that he didn't need anymore Mm -hmm. And I hung a couple of those. And then I had like nursing bras and tank tops and comfy pajamas with buttons. Because no matter if you want to breastfeed or just snuggle your baby, you want to have access to your skin and the milk makers, if that's your plan. So it's good to have things with lots of buttons. And then also I found those shirts so handy when I was sitting on the couch in usually pajama shorts Mm -hmm. and either no top or a bra. And then all of a sudden my husband's like, oh, so-and-so is coming over. And then I would just slip that on and it was discreet and I could pump underneath it. And I mean, I didn't care if people came over and they saw everything, but I didn't want to scare anybody my nieces they 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 don't they can learn about this later (laughs) they don't need to see the the nitty-gritty just yet but But, I mean I I know some people that it was a holiday afterwards and they're like oh we're having a family dinner we want to go oh but I have nothing to wear like Mm -hmm. other than pajamas which go in pajamas is my opinion but it's good to just even if you go to Walmart uh superstore like Joe Fresh Old Navy like you don't Mm -hmm. have to get crazy clothes that are going to cost you hundreds of dollars because no. you might only wear go to them a thrift for a short store too. Go to yeah go to a thrift store ask your friends like friends who have babies they might have had stuff like mm-hmm. just buy it a couple size bigger so that it's not going to hit your c-section scar yeah. it's it it makes a difference to just have those things ready because it, you're going to go in and you're going to look for something to wear you're going to open your closet or open your drawers and you're going to see all these clothes that don't fit you and it it does mess with your mind a little bit yeah and so I think you were the one who said you actually just moved some stuff out of your I closet. I did. I put it in the spare room. And you just put the stuff in your closet that actually fit so that when you went in there, you had choices. Whatever you chose would actually fit you so you wouldn't have that kind of like negative feeling when you saw them. Yeah, it was great. Right? Uh, Makes a difference. It does. And I also, when picking up my clothes, if it fit me while pregnant, then I knew it would fit me after because everybody thinks they're going to lose all this weight. Mm-hmm. I actually got so swollen that... Like things like leggings that fit me when I was pregnant were so uncomfortable to wear. So I was so happy that I had a pair of like loose flowy pajama pants Mm. because otherwise I wouldn't have had clothes because I wore the same Lululemon aligned leggings from when I was pregnant to very pregnant. And then the first week postpartum, I couldn't like they were so tight on my ankles because I had 
I had meatloafs for feet. Like they were, <laughs> they were next level. So that's also something to consider. Like if your plan is to lose weight after a baby, that doesn't happen right away. So yeah, you may I go wore like nightgowns. Yeah, love nightgowns. They're just nursing nightgowns that either have buttons that open so you can pop a boob out, or they have like the same as like nursing bras that clips that come down. And I think I ordered one from Old Navy. One from Amazon. Oh, yeah, Amazon's a good place to have. Like, they have some pretty inexpensive, and you can look at the reviews for nursing postpartum wear, like postpartum underwear, high-waisted underwear. I got mm-hmm. them off Amazon. Some nightgowns, I got them off Amazon. Like, it is just a good place to shop, and the reviews are actually pretty accurate. Very so you, accurate. So you'll know whether it's going to be good or not. And I just always sized up a size or two from my normal size, and everything fit. Like, I didn't have any problems with any of my orders. But just make sure you do it beforehand. I was catching mm-hmm. up, I found. Like, the first week postpartum, I was like, oh, wow, this nightgown is, like, the best thing I ever wore. I need more. And then I was going and trying, yeah. but I'd have to wait for them to get there. So then I was just living in, in one nightgown for a few days. And I'm like, there's breast milk stains everywhere and food. And I was just like, so there's also yeah. a lot of sweating that happens postpartum. Oh, the so I was like sweating through it too. It was just gross. And I was like, I actually needed a few things and I, I wasn't prepared enough with clothes. So mm-hmm. actually getting a few things, or if you just have some bigger stuff in your closet, move it. Yeah. Like reorganize. So the stuff that's actually going to fit you is there in your closet or you have available you have an actual drawer that's just going to be for postpartum and that you're set up with high-waisted underwear yes they're necessary yeah so just get those things ready it's gonna make you just feel a bit better and not as crappy when you're in that first month and you're like nothing fits everything hurts everything's too tight i don't even have anything to wear i'm not gonna leave the house because that's too much work and i don't have any clothes to wear other than a nightgown which was my problem you could look like a queen in your dad's old t-shirts yeah i looked great Well, there you go. (laughs) So we talked about kind of things you can prepare. Another thing you can do is actually have conversations with people. So you can set expectations with your partner and whoever else you live with about what everyone's roles are going to be in the house. Because after you pop a baby out, however it comes out, you're going to have to recover. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to be able to do all the things you did before. And if you're planning to breastfeed, you're going to be, that's a full-time job in itself. So having a conversation with your partner, making sure that you guys are on the same page about responsibilities, seeing like kind of working out how long, if they are able to take time off work. Um, And then another big one is actually setting boundaries with family members and visitors. Which is hard. This is a really hard one to do. But yeah. it's gonna it's gonna actually make or break your postpartum experience. Exactly. I, think. I, I feel very blessed that with both my family and my in-laws, I'm able I didn't really have to set boundaries because I knew they were gonna be very respectful. Mm-hmm. Some people do actually have to be a little bit more firm with family members, mm-hmm. and that's okay. There's so many great resources on the internet about how to set boundaries. I'm definitely not an expert in that. Um <laughs> work, work, in, work progress. in progress, both of us. <laughs> but one thing, one rule, I guess, or boundary I did set was in the first few weeks, if you were coming over, you had to bring food. So even my own parents, when they they came and saw us in the hospital, and then once we were home, they um, were like, okay, we're going to come this day. And I was like, okay, you have to bring food. And my mom was like, what? And I'm like, no, no, you have to bring something. Like, it, And I think they brought... Coffee. Coffee's also yeah, great and appreciated. Coffee's great. I think they brought like sandwiches or something that we made. It was great. And I didn't care. They didn't have to go out and buy food. Just something that I could eat. Would be it was great, and you know what? Muffins, Every, nothing, muffins, nothing cookies, cookies, it doesn't have to be like, like homemade meals. No, either. literally anything. Yeah, the amount of calories that you burn breastfeeding, you are going to be hungry and hungry a lot. So and eat, just let yourself eat. But yeah. so yeah, I think that's a great rule. If you are going to come over and you want to see this baby, you then pay food. the food tax. Like <laughs> just put some food on my table, and I'll be happy. And, and I then hold the baby here. while I eat it. Yes, and then while I shower, and then mm-hmm. while I, you know. 
do a little bit of stuff mm-hmm. like that, which is nice. So what, what other boundaries can people set with family members? Well, I wouldn't have your in-laws come and stay with you the same week <laughs> that your baby is born. And that's from personal experience. And that's nothing against them. It's just that it's a lot to have people actually staying in your space yeah. when you are trying to figure out this baby, this this little baby that you brought home that's so cute, but they cry a lot and poop a lot. And feeding is so hard. And I had lactation consultants coming in. And so I was constantly like, my boobs were always out. And Nip, I was just nips trying out. to feed. <laughs> so then my in-laws like walking around and trying to be comfortable with them. And they don't live in the same province. So I don't see them all the time. So I don't have the same relationship that I have with my parents. And so just trying to navigate all that just added stress that I wouldn't recommend. Yeah. It's not a time. You don't have the capacity to be hosting people. Yeah. So if it's somebody that can come to your house and get up and make food themselves and find their way around your house, they don't need to be hosted. That's different. If it's somebody that will actually be help, not that they weren't helpful, but somebody that is comfortable enough with yourself and you have a comfortable enough relationship with them. Yes. That's different. But also you might think you're going to get that and then you don't get that. So I just think do yourself a favor and just no, no visitors or anything like that, at least for the first month, Mm -hmm. maybe even two months, just, you know, we have a baby. (laughs) Yeah. That should be enough said. Like no one should bat an eye at that. Yeah. But I'm a people pleaser. You set a boundary. Yeah. But I'm a people pleaser. So it's really hard for me to do. Just say no. Yeah. And so now, now my husband and I are on the same page that we won't do that again. It was even hard for him and they're his parents, but it was just that like, you can't, you don't have the capacity to entertain and cooking and cleaning. And it's just, it's just a lot. So you are allowed to say no to any visitor. Set that boundary, yeah. Right? Other things I've seen people set boundaries on are like visiting hours mm-hmm. and even like boundaries around, well, one that we had was boundaries around coming over if you have any sickness or symptoms, mm-hmm. which thank you, COVID, kind of normalized that. Yeah. Um, and then also having boundaries about like how long people can stay mm-hmm. and some people, and if this is something that, would concern you. Some people don't want other people changing their baby's diapers or trying to soothe them when they're crying and whatever fits you and your family's needs. Discuss this with your family and your visitors before baby gets here because there's a lot of emotions postpartum. So that's a much harder conversation to have after where you can have that before and kind of. I found it was good if my husband was on the same page as me beforehand, because when you're in it and like, we'll get into that when baby's here, but for him to be the one to actually tell people things, it was just so much easier. Definitely. I didn't have the mental capacity to ask people for things and say Hormones. things. Like, it's really hard. So making sure you and your husband and your family have those conversations before baby's here. Your partner. Yes, or your partner. Yep. It is just, it is so, so important mm-hmm. to be on that same page. And it seems like maybe going a little bit over the top and your husband, oh, partner, my husband especially was just like, "What? why do we talk? Like, why are we talking about this? And I was like, no, it's important. Like, we need to actually have a plan. And, you know, are we just going to let everyone come over? And what if they're sick? Are we going to, like, put hand sanitizer everywhere? Or, yeah, because of COVID, people weren't allowed to come to the hospital, which was actually nice. Like, we had one visitor that was allowed to come the entire time. So you had to pick one person. And that was the only person that could come to the hospital. So we picked my mom. So we didn't have to fight over like, whose mom is it going to be? I was just like, I'm having the baby. It is going to be my mom. And that was it. So we didn't have to actually make any boundaries about the hospital visits because COVID already made those boundaries yeah. for me. I didn't have a Thanks, choice. COVID. There's the one little so perk. So it's actually kind of nice. And I know other moms who have said no visitors at the hospital. Like they just wanted it to be a special time between the two of them. And so they made that decision before baby's here. And they told their family just point blank, like you're not invited to the hospital and they have to respect that. It's your decision. So just 
be okay with your decision and make sure everyone is on the same page before baby's here, you'll be good to go. You'll be golden. Yeah. You're going to set yourself up for success. Yeah. What else? So I think that's everything pre-baby. Yeah. I mean, there could, there's endless things you can do. There's also like nesting and getting the nursery ready. And those things I feel like are a lot more mainstream and common, but everybody worries about the baby and getting the baby ready, Mm -hmm. but don't forget about you. Yeah. You are also just important. If your cup's not full, if you're not working, like if you're not working on all cylinders, you're not going to be the best for the baby. So you are just as important because you need to be okay. Like if you are doing your best, then you'll be the best mother for your baby, best parent for your baby. So definitely. Yeah. So let's talk after baby. Lots you can do after baby. Yes. But most importantly, never say no to help. Never. Never. Just Just don't do it. If somebody messages you and says, how can I help you? Go back to that list you made and say, you can come empty my dishwasher. You maybe won't say that. But also a tip for if you know somebody who just had a baby, instead of just setting out like a broad statement, how can I help? Send them a list. Say that, can I drop off a meal? Can I come hold baby while you shower? Or Mm -hmm. like give them some options because it's a lot easier to say yes to help when you're actually given things to say yes to instead of just like a blanket statement, how can I help? Yeah, I'm going to the grocery store. What can I bring you? Do you need some groceries? And maybe you don't need groceries, but you need a prescription picked up. And then that gives you the opportunity to say, actually, I need more diapers for myself. (laughs) And it's not even the saying no or yes thing like that comes into play, but it's also kind of being embarrassed mm-hmm. or being a, like feeling shame feeling that guilted. I shouldn't need help. So I'm going to say no because it makes me look like a better parent. If like, I, I say got no, it together, right? like I have got it. I don't need you to come over and bring me coffee. I'm, I'm good. Like I don't need you to come help. And like mm-hmm. it just you feel the shame and this guilt, which is so real. And especially in that first month. You're going to want to pretend like you've got it all together and Spoiler, no, one has it. no one has it together in that first month. It is just ridiculous how hard it is. So just don't say no. Like really challenge yourself to accept all of the help that is offered. People are offering it because they care about you and they love you. They want to help. And they, they do want to help. So And even if they don't and they offer it, too bad. <laughs> You're committed now. Bring me the coffee. Exactly. I had people being like, hey, I could just come over. And I was like, well... They live half an hour away. I'm not going to say yes to that. I should have just said yes to it. They offered for a reason. I'm sure that they would have wanted to come see me and baby. And this was their way of doing it. And I was just too. Mm -hmm. And saying yes to help doesn't mean you have to say yes to visits. Yes. So even though somebody wants to come drop off a meal, it is okay to say, I'm happy if you want to bring food, but I'm not available for a visit. Something along those lines. And if they don't want to drop off food because they don't get to see baby, then that's okay. Yeah. But, well, I mean, it's not okay. Please still drop the food off for people, even if you don't get to see the baby. But that's okay. That kind of goes back to setting those boundaries. You don't have to be hosting Mm -hmm. and visiting if you're not up to it. I remember I said to my partner that his parents were coming over to hang – well, they weren't just coming to see the baby. They were coming to, you know, check in on us. They Mm -hmm. definitely brought us food. And I said, I think I might just stay upstairs and like have a little nap. And I felt guilty. And I'm like, well, they're not really here to see me. They're here to see the baby. And I think they ended up holding the baby while my husband like emptied the dishwasher and like got some stuff done. So it was helpful. And like grandparents are a little bit of an exception. They are people that can come over and just hold the baby. So so that is saying. Saying yes. Never say no. Always say yes. Mm Mm-hmm. And so this whole list idea, very good. 
pre to be done before baby's here. But after baby's here, you can also work on some lists. Because there'll be new items to add there, to the there list. There'll be so many new items to add to the list that you're going to think of that are like personal to you. Like all of our lists might be something different and that's totally okay. I actually went to a lactation consultant appointment. So I was only two weeks postpartum, but it was like a good test to get out of the house. I wanted to just go for the car ride, get fresh air, which we'll talk about. And they actually had in their office like pre-done lists that were on a door hanger. I love that. So you could just go and like put it on your front door, put it on whatever door. And so bathroom door, when your guests are going to the bathroom, they're going to be like, oh, look at that subtle list that's there. And I loved that idea of like, they actually prepared one for you that they gave for free. They were just like, yes, they take this home, do this. And it had a lot of the things that we already talked about on it. But some of the new stuff you might add might be for guests, but you also might want a separate list for your spouse and the best way for them to support you throughout all of postpartum, but especially in that first month. Because there's lots of things like you need extra food. You need to drink so much water. So always making sure your water bottle is full. It seems like a silly little thing, but not having to ask my husband to fill my water bottle. I just didn't have the capacity to be like, hey, babe, can you go get my water bottle? Like he just would do it. Mm -hmm. And it was just always full. No matter where I was, I was like, oh, my water bottle. It's just constantly full. And that just, it was like a love language. I was like, oh, that that was really nice. Filling a water bottle should be its own love language for postpartum people. because And bringing me snacks. (laughs) My husband actually was like annoyed with me with how many times he had to fill my water bottle. He wasn't actually annoyed, but he was like, how can somebody drink so much water? Like he was so surprised. But we made a rule. Anytime I sat down to feed the baby, his job was to ask me if I needed anything so that I didn't have to ask him and also fill my water bottle. So without yeah. me even saying anything, I'd sit down and he'd come by and I'd just see him kind of like lift my water bottle to see if it was empty. Mm-hmm. Spoiler, it was always empty. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and ask if I wanted a snack or, you know, if I wanted my phone, if I left something across the room and... Yeah, it makes a big difference and you're always going to be hungry. So snacks are important. Snacks are so important. And there's just this, and they call it like the invisible load right? That the parents have, like when you've just had a baby, you're going to have this list of things that are constantly going through your head about when the baby pooped, when they ate last, how much did they eat? Did they eat from both sides? What side do I need to eat from last time? And there's just this running commentary Mm -hmm. of all these things that are going through your head. Sometimes it helps if you explain that to your spouse. And I know Carla here actually wrote down (laughs) a list of all the things that were going through her head at any given time. So she, she could actually show her husband, like, this is what going through my mind that needs to be done that we need to track this we're tracking this we're working on feeding so we need to make sure this is written down my pumping parts i need to pump these times all the time but i need to clean and sterilize everything in between i need and then after you have to actually put them all together which seems like such a little task but when you have like nothing to give i like i said so the reason this list for me started was because I was resenting my husband for having decorative nipples. I was like, you, I'm mad at you that you can't feed the baby. Like he could feed bottles, but I was like, I'm mad that you cannot feed the child the same way that I can feed the child. Mm -hmm. And it's not his fault, but I was like, you need to know that I'm resenting you for this. So we talked about that and I wrote out a list of all the things he can do to help me. One of them was washing pump parts, washing bottles, and then also assembling the pump parts because Mm. going to the, we have like one of those little grass racks, you know, with all the little parts and putting all the different parts together. I like to put coconut oil on the inside of the flange to prevent any friction. Mm. There's enough going on to your nipples and that it only takes 
30 seconds to do, but having to do that, the amount of times that you're pumping every day started, it started to feel so overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't want to pump because I don't want to put the pump parts together. It wasn't even the act of pumping. So he started doing that for me. And then the water bottle. And then another one was filling all the diaper caddies with diapers Mm -hmm. and making sure that the diaper bag had diapers in it, checking my postpartum baskets, making sure there's pads and diapers for me. And like those little things that like the invisible load of the things that I was always thinking about, I wrote them out. And then I did see him. He's so cute that he would finish, you know, emptying the dishwasher, putting my little pump parts together. And then he'd go look at the list and be like, oh, I need to go do this. And then he would go and do that. And I'm like, you know what? This is great. I don't need to tell you. I don't have the energy to delegate tasks in this moment in my life. So did that, it help with the resentment? Like, oh, do you yeah. think the resentment actually did go down after it that? Really helped with the resentment. So yeah. it's worth it. And there's yeah. things you might want to delegate just to your spouse, like pump parts. Like I wouldn't ask any guests. We have special sponges we use for dishes and other mm-hmm. ones for bottles. Like, you know, you might have certain things you just want your husband to do. Like where you keep your adult diaper. I don't know where you kept your adult diapers, but mine were in my own bathroom underneath the sink and they were in their bag there. So I don't know. My bathroom was not going to be clean postpartum, especially in that first month. So I didn't really want guests going into my bathroom. So like that was something my husband did, right? So you might need to have two lists and that's okay. And add to the list as you go. They are not set in stone. Cross things out if you're like, nope, don't actually need that done, but I do need this. There's a daily list. Send it. Like, well, (laughs) I have a family group chat. You should just like take photos and send it to your family, right? Like just be subtle, not subtle, but just. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. So- That's how other people can help take care of you. How can you care for yourself? Well, well, there's so many things. (laughs) Take a freaking shower. (laughs) (laughs) Wash yourself. I don't know what you were going to say. That was my big one. Okay. No, that's a good one. Showering every day. I hate showers. If you know me, I just hate showering. I like being clean, but the act of showering, I've never been somebody that's like, ooh, a nice hot shower. Mm. I just don't really enjoy them. I don't like getting out of the shower. That's what it is. I also don't like, you got to get undressed and then you get stuck in your bra. It's a whole process. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. take a shower every single day. And that is not like... That it, it was a non-negotiable for me. Mm-hmm. And I usually did it in the morning because I was very sleep deprived and it helped me wake up. And it was never like, a, oh, honey, can I take a shower? It was like, I'm going to go shower right now. I don't need to ask permission to cleanse myself, to yes. do a simple activity of daily yep. life. Yep. And that was a big one for me. Shower. I told myself every day I was going to shower. I brushed my hair. I didn't style it. I just brushed it, put it in a ponytail or a bun, and I washed my face Mm -hmm. and brushed my teeth. Those things, morning and night, were life-changing. Always brushing my teeth, washing my face, and making sure my hair wasn't in a rat's nest was big. Yeah. Showering was like, well, okay. So self-care, but it actually made me feel a little bit better because like my boobs would hurt Mm. and you get milk everywhere and you've had someone on you. So I would just stand in the hot shower. I probably took like, longer showers than I needed to but it was just I didn't even need to wash my hair I didn't even need to wash my body sometimes I would just stand in the shower and it was like alone time I was just with my thoughts I'd play music sometimes sounds great but it was just like my boobs felt better and it was just it was just nice I just needed that time and I've never loved showers either but I actually really loved them postpartum I've never loved them more than in the first couple months of postpartum Mm -hmm. And same thing, I would just be like, I'm going to go shower and it would take either two minutes or 15, 20 minutes. Like sometimes it took longer, but I was Mm -hmm. like, I would just stand there. Showers are just, they feel good. Love them. So take the five, 10 minutes. Loved them postpartum. Loved them postpartum, but that's the thing. Mm -hmm. Take the five, 10 minutes every day. Just go stand in the shower. Just hot water on your body will feel 
miraculous. Yeah, <laughs> it'll it give a you a little energy, rejuvenate you a little bit. It'll just like. If you're feeling real wild, have a cold shower. No, okay. <laughs> do not recommend. Yeah. <laughs> no, not quite yet. No. Yeah. So other things you can do for yourself, like we said, shower, brush your teeth, not wash your hair. Don't do that. Brush your hair if you like. Um, wash your face. You can also get outside. You may not be up for big long walks, and it may actually you may that may hinder your recovery. You don't want to overdo it postpartum but just getting outside we would go sit in our yard it was actually so cute we'd go sit in our yard we'd put him in his little bassinet like the little travel bassinet that goes on the stroller and we'd bring him out and we'd sit out there we'd have some tea sometimes we had some wine and the neighbor's cat would come hang out with us mm-hmm. and it was like it was october so it was like nice and crisp out but mm-hmm. not cold it was perfect yeah yeah getting outside just the fresh air you don't need to go do something active in the fresh air just get some fresh air It'll, it'll just, it helps. Mm-hmm. Go for drives. We went for drives sometimes just to That's like see different scenery outside of the house. Cause you get a little sick of looking at like the same things around your house. You do. So just go for a drive. Like my husband would drive cause you just had a baby. You don't need to drive anywhere. And you just like sit there. The baby normally sleep and it was just. Oh, it's the newborn days when all they do is sleep. I know. And they sleep in car rides. Now we that. fight that. So <laughs> enjoy that time. <laughs> Postpartum. Love that. Yeah. Um, what else can Fill you Fill yourself up with some good food. Yeah. You, regardless of how you feed your baby after, if you're planning to breastfeed or not, your body is recovering from birth. So your body needs calories. It needs nutrients. It needs food. It's a really good time to fill up with like actual real food. I'm all for the postpartum treats. I mm-hmm. literally lived off cookies for the first month, yep. which like maybe don't do that. But if you want to go for it, but yep. real meals, like eating real food, not just cookies and muffins and pastries and cereal. I mean, so, it's not a time to diet. No, your body's in recovery mode. It's a time to fill yourself up with good yes. food. So eat, eat what you want. You need ice cream, you need a cookie. You know, you do you. I like French fries. That's my vice and that's what I needed. I needed a lot of French fries. But then I also actually tried to have some vegetables and some greens. And some fruits. And just some like, keep you regular too. You need some fiber. So you just need to eat some actual real foods along with it. So we're not saying eat perfect to be on this diet and like eat all the junk food you want. It is hard work and you do whatever you need to do. But just try to sneak in some real food along the way. Like actually home-cooked meals are nice. You'll feel much better. One of my friends brought us a homemade lasagna Mm. where she even made the noodles herself. Oh, wow. And she brought a batch of cookies. Yeah, she's great. And she brought a batch of cookies. So like that was the perfect combo because the lasagna was like real food, you know? I mean, not healthy, but who cares? That's not, that's not your priority. That that makes the difference. It was great. Yeah. I think we finished it in like a day. (laughs) I would have eaten the whole thing in a sitting. Yeah. Yeah. So also... Stay ahead of the pain. Yeah. Stay on your pain meds. Don't be a hero. No. No, there's no award. We said it last week. We're going to say it again this week. There's no award for like making it through with no pain meds, not needing help. Like take the help, take the pain meds, whatever they tell you to do. Just listen to them. Like if you let your pain like get too far without taking anything and miss doses, Mm -hmm. it's really hard to play catch up. And then you're constantly going to be in pain and you're not going to get back to that same level. And then it makes... Being a parent and having to breastfeed, it just makes it 10 times harder. Yeah. So do yourself a favor and just listen to the instructor instructions that they give you and just take the pain pills. Take them. Stay ahead of the pain. Right? I there I had a schedule and I would write it down. I would cross it off when I did it because yeah. other like your brain, you're all over the place. Yeah. And I noticed that even if I missed them by an hour, we started to hurt downstairs because Oh yeah. Yeah. So it was it it it's necessary. 
And on that note, write everything down. Yes. We were writing down because we were seeing a lactation consultant. So we were actually writing down like which side I pumped with, how much, how long she pumped for, or sorry, how long she fed for, what side I pumped, how much I was pumping on each side. Peas and times, poops. Peas and poops, how many in a day. We were, because she was having mucus. So it was a mucus, no mucus. And so we had like charts we were making, but we had to write it down because then out an hour later, it'd be like, oh, what time did she feed at last time? And I would just sit there and <laughs> stare at him blankly. I'm like, I have no idea. Like, I just couldn't remember anything. You just have to be in that moment. So having a book or having everything, just write it down. Or you can go, so old school, write it down pen and paper. Or there's tons of apps for that. Yes. The one we used, which I love, and I'm not a tech person at all, Mm. um, loved Huckleberry because you could record everything in it. And it would give you a counter of like how long Mm. since they fed last, how long they've been asleep, how long since they last slept, um, pumping, you could, you could store everything in it. And then with their bowel movements and stuff for peas and poos, you could go in and could say there was blood, there was mucus. You could put the color, Hmm. um, the consistency. And for those people who don't want to go old school with the pen and paper, that works too. But the app was wonderful. Takes a bit of that guesswork out. And then Mm -hmm. your doctor's going to ask you how many peas and poops. And you're going to sit there at your appointment being like, oh crap, I don't remember yeah. i would just bring my list and be like here you go and i'd show the lactation consultant i'd show my doctor and then they would just have all the information they need and you're just gonna forget and that's totally mumbering is a thing parents like my husband had it too like it just happens like for yeah. everyone involved in the parenting process this happens like it's just you're on mental overload and you're exhausted and not sleeping and it's just hard to remember so also don't just rely on your spouse they're not gonna remember either they are also in the thick of it with you difference but they are also in the thick of it definitely i still write everything down we have a note like a shared note and i if i have to like call somebody or if i need to like pick up or drop off mail or pick up a grocery every single thing goes on this list because mom brain is real and like i'm over six months out and i still i can't remember anything so everything goes into the list and then i'll see things like my husband will add something to the list and i'll be like oh we have to do that this weekend or to be fair, I always add things to the list, little tasks for him to do. Yes. And then he does them. It's wonderful. But dividing and conquering. Yes. That's, that is a huge one. So being able to write things on that shared list and then be like, oh, I actually made this doctor's appointment. I called and canceled this. I did this for you. So being able to kind of have those tasks, that list that they, maybe they do, but then also divide and conquering all of the baby things too. So for us, with all of our feeding issues, we had it. So like if I was breastfeeding Nanad was doing something else or he was resting, then when I finished breastfeeding, she needed a bottle. And so Nanad, like my spouse would actually do the bottle feeding and then I would pump during that time. So we were being kind of the most efficient for our time because if we tried to do everything together, if he sat there every time I breastfed and helped and watched, then he wasn't getting any rest Mm -hmm. because you restart the cycle every few hours. And there's it's really hard to catch up and to take a break. So if you actually try to take turns and instead of trying to do everything together, trying to separate it and delegate a bit will give you a little bit more rest time, which any like 15 minutes of rest at this time is, is it makes a difference. Definitely. You both don't need to be awake at 4am with a screaming baby. Yes. If you have a spare room, you can go sleep for a couple hours in a spare room. What we did was I, we tried to set off like a dedicated 
four hour chunk in the day mm. where I would go to sleep and not have to do any childcare. So I would usually pump before bed and then Jeff would, my husband, Jeff would stay with the baby and he would give him his nighttime bottle and then bring him up and put him in the bassinet. And then whenever he would wake up next, that's when my shift would start. Cause then that would make sure that I would get at least four hours of sleep in a row without getting woken up. And that was life changing. As we got more comfortable with the baby, then we would actually take turns sometimes sleeping in the spare room which was wonderful I when he went back to work after his last feed around he would it was always different but usually around like four or five in the morning he'd get up to feed I'd get up feed him and then I'd go sleep in the spare room until my husband had to leave for work and that even if it was an hour of uninterrupted sleep without a baby next to me was so rejuvenating I felt fresher after that than I did after a full night of broken sleep. Yeah. That was really helpful for us. And it might take you a week or two to kind of figure out a routine. It's going to be really hard at first to figure out when and what to do at what times, but within a week or two, you might start to figure out like, okay, this is going to be the two hours that I need to sleep. Like the baby doesn't need my boobs in this two hours. So can you please do this? I need to rest because Mm -hmm. you need, you need sleep. And yeah, having a four hour chunk, two hours, four hours, any little chunk that you actually have to yourself, like you're not, you try not to worry. You could just lay down, whatever you need to do. It's going to help power through the rest of the day. Yeah. And you need that. You and need those little power ups throughout your you day. You do. And it doesn't matter how you're feeding. If you're bottle feeding, then it's a lot easier for your partner to yeah. take feeds. Even if you're breastfeeding, you can be the one that gets up, feeds the baby. And then after they eat, they need their diaper changed. They need to be settled. They need mm-hmm. to be rocked. Like newborns, they always need something. So you feed the baby and then you give them to your partner and then they can do that. Or you can set it up that like you do the night feeds and then you get a couple hours of chunk of sleep in the morning or in the evening. There's always ways to work it out. And even if your partner is back to work, unless they're like a neurosurgeon, they're responsible for, well, it depends on your relationship, but if it works this way for you and you want to split things 50, 50, it is also their responsibility to care for the baby when they're home. Yeah. So we always have done it that my husband goes to work. That's his job. I stay home because I'm on mat leave and the baby is my job during the day. And then when he gets home, we try to make it 50, 50. That's what works for us. So if that's something you're interested in, definitely talk to your partner about that. Maybe before baby set those expectations. Yeah. Um, It'll really help the postpartum, like especially that first month, because everything is so new. The more you can talk about and just have open conversations with your spouse and be just brutally honest. Mm -hmm. Like, I am terrified because I was terrified. And like, I'm going to need help. I'm going to need support. Oh, hi. Hi, another visitor. (laughs) Hi, Toby. Yeah, be open and be honest. Now, like pregnancy and postpartum is not a time to be embarrassed and to hold back and keep your feelings to yourself like share it all and it's gonna help your journey be a lot more smooth more enjoyable because you want to enjoy this time as hard as it is and is we're not trying to make it sound so terrible and scary because it's amazing but it is just hard so the more open honest the more you can have those conversations with your spouse your partner your parents is just gonna help ease the process and allow you to enjoy it even more set yourself up for success Enjoy right? your cute little baby or babies if you're blessed with oh, multiples. Oh, <laughs> yes. You lucky mama. <laughs> Woohoo. Okay. So let's Our, get to this Monday yeah. mantra. Monday mantra. It's a little bit of a simple one today, but it's meaningful. Mm-hmm. Your postpartum, your rules. You're the boss. You are the boss. You got to make those rules. You set the rules. Stick to the rules. It's your journey, right? You need Definitely. to say what you need and you do you. 
And like we said, this whole process starts before the baby comes and then it continues after the baby. So set yourself up for success. Have those hard conversations early. Set your house up. Set your bathrooms up. Yep. Get yourself ready. And then you're going to be able to enjoy it. Enjoy Mm -hmm. this like first time with your baby a lot more. Definitely. Instead of just like running around with chicken with your head cut off (laughs) and not doing anything. (laughs) And without clothes that fits you or buttons up. We're going to keep your titties covered for you. (laughs) We got you. (laughs) We got you. All All right. right. Well, we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. If you want to follow along some more, and if you haven't yet, Mm -hmm. subscribe. Click the like button on YouTube or subscribe to us on our podcast. We'd really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. So you can tune in and you can listen to us every mom day. If there was anything that you did that really helped you out postpartum, you can send us a DM on Instagram. You can leave a comment below on YouTube. Let us know. Yeah, we want to hear from you. Like always, we want to hear from you. We do. All right. All right. We'll see you next week. Happy Monday. Catch Monday's. you next week. Bye now.